0: the Next Level Loan Officers podcast. To learn more about Next Level Loan Officers, go to Becomenl.com. Hey now, Sean Zalmanoff and Kellen Vaughn coming to you hot with this edition of your Next Level Loan Officers podcast, the number one podcast for loan officers by loan officers. KV, how are you today?
1: Man, I'm doing pretty good. It's a good day to be in the studio.
0: It is a good day. I'm fired up if you can't tell, and uh, I'll try not to scream too loud into the microphone, but it, we have something very simple for you today. Uh, you know, Kellen, we've talked to a lot of people recently of people. who are more scared to do one thing than they are to go broke, and it's baffling to me, so First of all, friends listening, like there is some amazing green pasture ahead of us. Personally, now that we're at the spot that we are in the year and rates haven't come down as expected. Most of you should actually hope that they don't come down until fall And the reason being is if. You do some simple tasks to do enough loans to pay your bills. The nails in the coffins that are going to be put in to many originators, some companies that you would like to see go by the wayside are going to be immense come fall time. And that means when rates do come down, which we know they will sometime in the next Mm. eight to 18 months, substantially, you're going to print money. And I know it doesn't feel like that
1: now, but, but you're going to show me the money, Sean, show me the money. So this thing, this mysterious
0: thing that you have to do. Is it complicated? Yeah, I mean, m- my, my wrist is a little bit sore from mountain biking uh, for the, the first time last week. So that that does make it a little bit complicated, okay. but, okay. but I, but I do have my right hand and, you know, even, even with my left hand, it is not, it doesn't hurt too bad to do this task.
1: Okay. All right. And, I'm and you. so get
0: your minds out of the gutters, by the way, people like everybody's got your little jokes right now, but Hey, the, what you need to do is you need to pick up the damn phone.
1: We just got the explicit warning put on this podcast, by if the way, you
0: Do not, I mean, I didn't say any of the other
1: words that Uh, I was thinking. You
0: didn't. So, wait. So, wait.
1: Picking up the phone, Sean? That's that's your big uh aha.
0: You know, it's the difference in many a loan officer listening right now having loans in three months or being a smiling people greeter at
1: Walmart in three months. You know what, Sean? Let me say something. Just when I think, You can't possibly be any smarter. You go and pull a stunt like this. I think this is genius. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. We've been preaching what for the last six months. Back to freaking basics. Do what other loan officers are unwilling to do. And I'll tell you, as somebody who talks to a lot of loan officers, we coach a lot of loan officers, the number one thing they don't want to do is pick up the phone. In fact, you made an uh, 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 allusion to it. You alluded to it earlier, and you said they'd rather go bankrupt, right? That's a true story. I don't even know if we've told the story on the podcast. Maybe we have, but I was sitting with a loan officer uh, recently, and um and this was in Florida. If you guys can hear sirens in the background, I apologize. But uh, we were sitting in Florida. We were talking. And and he said to me, I just filed for bankruptcy. I said, man, are you are like, this guy's in a good market. I was like, are you real? Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? And, and he was like, well, you know, I mean, I'm working. I'm like, well, hang on a second. How many phone calls? How many referral partners are you talking to every single day? I said, be honest with me. And he said, maybe three a week. Three a week. Let me tell you something. If bankruptcy was looming in my presence, uh, my little finger would be uh, to the bone dialing for dollars. Right. That that is almost inexcusable. But I think you're right, Sean. The fear of talking and picking up the phone and actually doing that is greater than the pain of failure, than the pain of disappointing your family, than the pain of de- bankruptcy. That's that's crazy to me. That's absolutely crazy. Hey, Kellen. So, I'm, I'm making four or five calls every day. Mm-hmm.
0: You you know how many of them I actually connect with on a daily basis? Three, less than fifty okay. percent. I, I mean, if I got a transaction or something going on, I'm shoot. People give me a referral and I call them to update them on the referral, and like they don't even call me back. Uh, it, but it's cool because I'm making the calls and every week I'm getting more business in. And then I get this random referral from this person uh, that I've called three times in the last few weeks and never returned a phone call, but, oh uh, yeah. You know, Billy Bob told me to call you. Uh, it's amazing. Like they say, you're amazing. I'm like, can you tell Billy Bob to call me back? Right.
1: Uh, Who cares? I don't need the call back. Just send me the deals.
0: Yeah. So, you know, Scott Thompson, a uh, long time, next level yeah. member. He he changed my mindset on this a few years ago. Now, he was talking about following up with leads. Mm. But he said, Sean, do you know what the number one objective is when you leave a message for somebody? And I mean, what, what's, the, what's the number one obvious wrong answer? To get them to call you back. Yes. He said, and, and that's what I told him. He's like, great wrong answer he's like the number one objective is to get set the table so they pick up the phone the next time you call Mm. and and so that that's really it's changed my mindset with all this so much and i mean if you think about it dude you're in a fight with your brother your mother your your wife your husband like you you like you're you're sending text messages or you're just not communicating how much different is it when you, you just you pick up the phone and you call somebody yeah. And, and so you just have to do these simple tasks. Um, I was talking to an agent who actually uh, she picks up the phone every time I call, um, and we have a great relationship. I actually just sent her. Um, I write. I write a couple of handwritten notes a day. That's something for a different podcast. Uh, but she called me at a little before five, sometime around five this last Saturday. And, and I was on the other one, I was doing something, but I called her back right away. She's like, Oh, so sorry to bother you. I'm like, uh, you know, no, no big deal because, you know, when we, we've talked about this, this last podcast we did, uh, Kellen, we kind of broke down, um, the 5k guarantee, how I call, how I do the right. video and send right. all that stuff afterwards. Yep. Uh, a client that I had referred her was putting in an offer, um, $270,000 purchase. Again, that's jumbo in my market. And. Uh, we, so she was like, Hey, can you do your thing? And so I like, cool. I did my thing. She's like, Oh, so sorry to bother you. So actually I sent her a note on Monday and it was the first handwritten, uh, n- note of a week. And, uh, her name's Sabina. And I was just like, Hey, Sabina, like, it was really great to get your call on Friday or on Saturday night because, you know, there's so many times when somebody sees a phone ring, you're like, Oh my God, not that person. Right. Um, kind of why I quit my old job and opened my own company, but we don't need to go into that here. And the, uh, it, and, but like I, I wrote a message, I was like, you know, like you can call me anytime. Like we just have such great teamwork going together. And that was just one, one little tiny example. But so I called the listing agents. I sent my little, uh, we, we sent she sent over the pre-approval. I sent the video afterwards so she could see it and share it with the sellers and by late sunday night that was under contract and the other thing that uh, that she told me was hey like you know it's great you send the video and do all that but i've had an agents like that but but she's like i get feedback every single time that we that you do that she was like that almost no other lenders call the listing agent mm-hmm. and that they actually really like it because the other thing that that i'm doing a lot of times, you know, I mean, I know loans better than probably everybody listening to this program right now. Uh, I'm a nerd. It's cool. Like that it's okay. I don't want to, you, you, if you know loans better than me, we don't need to go toe to toe. I'm just saying, I know them better than most of you. And, and I'm also a nerd with numbers. So I convince people to put down less money, go buy an S and P index fund because, uh, they're going to want to kiss me on the lips in 30 years when they retire with more money than what they had for the, the their entire house is worth. In addition to owning a house too. And so like, well, a lot of times my pre-approvals are coming over with 5% or, you know, 3% down because they're first time home buyer. and we, we can work out something uh, great for them in that scenario. And if a listing agent's getting an offer and it says 5% down and they get an offer with 20% down, they're going to take 20% down all day in this in this market. My market's still a, a 8 to 20 offer market on almost every single house. Yep. But when I pick up the phone and call them and explain why, tell them, hey, they do have more funds to put down, or they do have this, or they do have that, or here's why we're doing it this way, then all of a sudden all that goes right out the window. It's a novel idea, isn't it?
1: Well, it is, and I'll tell you what, you know, <clears throat> I think there's a generation of people certainly younger than than you and me, but let's say the under 30 crowd, and I really believe they're phone adverse in a lot of ways, you know, maybe, yeah, that's probably the right age, 10 years, yeah, that's probably the right, you know, under 30, like, these people don't pick the phone up for nothing, Right. <laughs> I mean, they really refuse to do it, and it's a generational thing, right? They've grown up on the in the world of the text message, uh, but you know, you and I didn't, and um, we know the power of hearing the voice and the power of the conversation. So, again, just to kind of recap what you said, I think this falls in our theme of back to basics, back to good old fashioned lending. Nobody here is swimming in refinances. We're all out there working. We're working harder to get every possible deal. And so you're going to have to put in some work. You're going to have to put in the time, the energy. I don't like taking calls at five o'clock on a Saturday, but I do it. Right. And we've got a lot of systems and things in place to help with that. But, you know, I mean, that's what we're there for. And Every deal counts. Every deal matters right now. And that's that's a big deal. So I love what you said, Sean. I think it's not only important in business or in our mortgage business, right? Pick up the phone, make a call. I think you're right, too, as far as personal and just, you know, generally communicating better. When you hear somebody's voice, you hear the inflection, you hear the tone. Just makes a difference. Good, bad, or indifferent. We were just uh,
0: talking about uh, F3 the other day kellen and mm-hmm. uh and a buddy that i was working out with this morning uh he was talking about it the he, he led the beat down today the, the workout group and at the end of it uh his mom is ill and has had a, a few ailments recently and so the he has two sisters and the siblings have uh have all been having to stay with mom and it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work and they've been rotating through on that well his two sisters were um are not And on speaking terms, like they'll text message and hate message and all of that. And and he mentioned this morning, he's like, you know, yesterday I got them all on the the phone Mm -hmm. and, you know, they didn't agree. But like, you know, now they've at least started talking. And so, like you said, man, with, with all of these things in our life, guys, you know, make a commitment. You know, four calls, five calls. I mean, Brian Tracy wrote a book on it. Eat the frog, man. If it's if it's so uncomfortable <laughs> for you, um, and the the whole eat the frog concept is from like two thousand years ago from Stoicism, is where uh, that was uh foundationally, I think, written for the first time. Anyway, like, do the things that make you uncomfortable first. Get it done. Knock it out. Make your life easy, and. Close business so you don't have to file bankruptcy, bro. Come oh, on.
1: Yeah, I love that, man. You know, I I I kind of organize my day <clears throat> with uh, a reward system. Works for me, doesn't work for everybody. But like, you know, there's things in the afternoon I like to go and do. Uh, maybe it's pick my kids up and go to the driving range or go to the batting cages or go home, just hang out, just be out of the office, go for a run, whatever it is. And so I. I basically, you know, stack all the stuff that I don't want to do first thing in the day, right? And I knock it out. And then my reward is getting to do what I want to do in the afternoon. And that's so true for a lot of things, right? Dave Ramsey, who I'm not a huge fan of, but I do like a few of the things he says, you know, what does he say, live like nobody else today so you can you don't have to live like everybody else later, you know? It's like just do the things that are required today so that you can have those rewards. Later on, whether it's later in the day, later in the week, the month, the year, hopefully you're still with us here in nine months uh, when the market does turn and you can reap those rewards because you put in the work today.
0: Yeah. So, so one other quick story, I've mentioned it maybe once or twice, but I had a listing agent or uh, a buyer's agent. She they called me a few weeks ago. It was a referral from another agent, and they asked me if I was taking on any new realtors because their guy went out of business Mm -hmm. um, or left the business. And, you know, the, the thing is, is when you're making these calls and, you know, they're quick, they're easy. I mean, yep. if it's 30 a week and five a day, and my gosh, if you even got a hold of everybody, it'd be 30 minutes a, a day maximum. And a few weeks from now, a few months from now, there's a good chance their guy's going to go out of business. Their company's going to go out of business and you're you're going to be there to, to pick it up. And, and I don't say that to be doom and gloom. I just, I, I say that because there's so many people just not doing the activities. So That's if it. you do the activities, yeah. there's a lot of
1: business there for you. A ton, a ton. Yeah. There's still deals being done. You just got to go grab them. Love it. All right. Well, thank you, Sean. Um, great topic today. This was a quick hit. You know, sometimes you just need a little reminder, a little kick in the pants to uh, remember what is required to get the results desired. I don't want to see anybody listening to this to this podcast filing for bankruptcy or having any issues. There's plenty of deals out there to be successful. Let us know how we can help. Listen, you can always jump on over to becomeinl.com. Check us out. Hey, we do some coaching over there. So if you need some help, you want a little guidance, <clears throat> hit us up, let us know. We'd love to help you. Otherwise, tune in, catch the next, next Level Loan Officers podcast. We'll see you. Peace out.